Dave, why are you recording me? <laughs> Mate, this is the intro for the podcast. Oh, Lockdown Film Club? Uh, you should tell everyone what it's about then. Okay, in lockdown, I started a film club with some mates. Every week, we come together and we watch a different film and we talk about it over a few beers. And you enjoy it, don't you, Shannon? Absolutely. It's a drinking club that watches films. What's not the love? <laughs> Hello, lads. Welcome to Lockdown Film Club. Evening, boys. Evening, Dave. Hello there. Lads. Uh, this week's film is White Tiger. There are six of us in the Zoom room. Dan has just joined. Uh, let's go around. And, and Chow, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Um, been really busy this week with work. So uh, finished for half term today. So just so happy. <laughs> Got a week off now. So just... Just chilling out for a week, and then I'll be back back on Zoom again the week after. So, I'll be looking forward to just getting a break off the computer until so, until lockdown film club. That is, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and what are you drinking, Ant? Is that a Guinness you've got there? Mate? It is a Guinness. Yeah, um, it's out the can, but I haven't had one for ages, and I just fancied one this week. But um, yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. I haven't had a Guinness, mate, since we went to uh, Northern Ireland on tour with the what. Yeah. That's all revolutionised my drink, and I, I, I rarely drink lager since then. So oh, yeah. We, yeah. That was a good I tour, thought, wasn't it, mate? It was a good tour. I haven't had a Guinness in years. Uh, Harry Bowden, hello, mate. Hi there. I'm on the shipyard again tonight, I'm afraid. And I, I promise next week I'll be drinking a more interesting bit. Shipyard's okay, isn't it? It is, but I seem to be drinking every week, so... It's a bit commercial, shipyard. It is, yeah. They sell it in Sainsbury's, that's all you need to know. It's what, 13-year-olds 13, 13 drink out of paper bags, that shipyard stuff. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> sure about that? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Henry. In Tarpoli, <laughs> that's what 13-year-olds drink out of paper bags. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Amit, hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are we? I'm... Uh, Am I on? I'm one of the beer 52 ones. It's called Table Beer from Wild Card Brewery in London. So, yeah, it's a natural hazy beer. Lovely. Yeah. One of the good it's, ones. It's, they're, doing, they're doing quite well at the minute. What's the uh, What's the ABV of that one, mate? <clears throat> I think it's 4.5. Oh, no, 2.7, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought I think table beers have very low alcohol. Ah, two point seven. Yeah, yeah. Ask for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe I, I read that, uh, that 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 there's a big um, demand now for very low alcohol beers, like two percent. Uh, that's what the the young people are into, or indeed uh, alcohol free beers. I read that several supermarkets sold out of alcohol free beers in January. Yeah, it's going to be. I, I got myself a few of the brew dog ones. I had a first one last night. It was, I think it's one of the best alcohol free beers mm. or low alcohol. Yeah, brew dog do some good ones. Um, mm. The best one I've had so far, sorry if I've mentioned this before, is Lef, you know, the Belgian beer. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, it's It just tastes exactly like the, the, the you know, the, the full strength version. Uh, and I, I I like that beer, but I, I never have it because it's it's normally too strong. It blows my head quite, off. 
quite heavy, isn't it? <laughs> you have a pint of it, it's like having a pint of wine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, is it six and a half percent or something? Um, but of course, you know, if it's alcohol free, uh, you don't have that problem. Uh, Henry, it looks like you're eating your dinner. Uh, yeah, I know it's a bit embarrassing, but my my wife was late making the dinner tonight. <laughs> I've had I've had words with her about it. Does she not know her happen, place? It won't happen again. But yeah, I'm having to. Go I'll on. mute myself. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to edit that all out, aren't I? That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> for our female <laughs> listeners. Um, I'm on the Guinness theme here that Anne's on. I'm on a hop house, the La- Guinness Lager. Yeah. I've sort of done the reverse journey that Ant's done. I've just kind of ailed myself out in lockdown. <laughs> just can't quite handle any more ale. Oh. So I've gone a bit more lagery. Right. <laughs> just, I just think with ale, the problem is with it is if, you, if you've had a few, you really feel it the next day, whereas lager, for some reason, a bit lighter. Um, so I'm just going for a bit more of a lager phase. Yeah. Well, mate. I think we're going to be in this lockdown for a while, so <laughs> I might, I might, I'm sure you'll I come back up, on. Yeah, I might end up on the Jack Daniels or something at the end of it. <laughs> Dan, Dan Roberts, hello, mate. Bonjour, ça va? I, I can see, behind your head, I can see a Guinness poster, but are you drinking Guinness? No, because if it's not draft, it's not right. Um, unless it was one of those Nigerian varieties that I went for a few months back. Um, I am suffering Guinness withdrawal in a big way. Um, I am on, I'm keeping it local to my southeast London Greenwich neighbourhood, and I'm on a meantime London IPA. Uh, as you know, I've moved cribs in the last couple of months, so I miss Raj terribly, but my my most local my most local shop is Waitrose nowadays, so I must be moving up in the world. Um, and I got I got this on the basis that my favourite local, which never reopened after the initial lockdown, is a meantime pub, and I love uh, their meantime pale ale. Just picked up four of these in the shop. Turns out they're seven point four IPA, uh, seven point four ABV, and I had two just then watching the film, and I'm on my third now, so wow. I might be I might be gobbledygook in in about half an hour. What's the cost? What's the cost of one of those bottles from Waitrose? One ninety nine. Fair play, fair play. So it's it's um, couldn't leave them on the shelves at those prices, Henry. <laughs> Not in Greenwich. No. You I realised when I got home, I thought, you know what, I'll be good. I'll only, I'll only get the four of them. I might have two watching the film and one watching, uh, and, and one or one. Uh, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> next. You must be flying, Dan. We'll, we'll definitely go to you first before you. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I might, I might want to pause on that because like i said i quite literally just finished about four minutes ago watching the film so i need a bit of time to process this okay well we, we'll come to you second maybe <laughs> I'll just do the, i should say i'm drinking bex blue which is a perfectly serviceable um alcohol-free beer and it's cheap as well you can get um a case of 24 for like nine quid right so the film white tiger 
So the synopsis, the ambitious driver for a rich Indian family uses his wit and cunning to escape from poverty and become an entrepreneur based on the best-selling novel. The one and only WhatsApp review we have, it's from Jay Bates. If you remember, he he, he read the book and it was one of his favourite books. Oh, um, uh, did he? Yeah, so he said, loved the book, love the film as much. The opportunity for social mobility is probably greater nowhere else. The Indian dream is the new American dream. And he gives it an eight out of ten. Um, Amit, I'd really like to hear your views on this one, mate. Right. So Faz texted me Monday night and I hadn't seen it then. And he was like, whoa, have you seen this film? I was like, no, not yet. He's like, all right, I'll talk another time. Yeah, so I made some notes. So I'll just go through my notes and then and then say a few things after. But I think that what we see here is sort of two sides. Um, <clears throat> where you've got the older traditional type of upper class, um, <clears throat> how they speak and treat their workers, and then obviously the new up and coming generation, um, much of whom have been educated in foreign universities in England and US, Canada, etc. Um, and they have been brought up with manners and, and treat them differently. Um, certainly when they first go back there, whether they <clears throat> adapt and, and turn into the normal normal way of treating them is, is, is you know, each to their own. Um, but from my sort of experience and me living there for six months and, and having a lot of family there, um, I can 100% say that none of my family speak to workers like that, but like you have hooligans or you have this or have that, there is a certain percentage of the population that I think it's exactly on point. Um, I would liken it to people who go to the NHS and, and act like they're millionaires or go to a restaurant and complain at everything and act like billionaires that's the kind of percentage or the kind of person you're looking at who, who treat the workers like that. And in their mind, they probably think, if I don't speak to them like this, nothing will get done. And sometimes that is the case in India. You know, you, you can't just join the back of an orderly queue. You've got to fight and shout to get to the front to get anywhere, a lot of the places. Um, <clears throat> the film before was really smart, showing this guy had a lot of talent and 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 wit to, to get where he got to. Uh, the villages, what Indians call like the Gao, it's like a village, not like Tapali, um, where Henry and Dave live. But these kind of villages, the, the grandmother is like that, and um, the workers go away to work in the big cities and send their money back. And, you know, they have about 10 kids, and it is... It's, it's probably worse than what they showed. Um, <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think another great point where he was good in school at the start, but growing up in that infrastructure and that environment, he became nothing and he had no knowledge of, of how anything became. Um, and I think... For that reason, India is one of the toughest places to make it because the infrastructure is so that it's so hard to make it of a guy from that sort of background, virtually impossible. Um, saying that, though, the current prime minister is from that kind of village 
and and was a guy who who served tea on the trains. Um, so it is possible. Um, it even touched on touched on a lot of ideals. It even touched on you know someone who was educated in American university with with a smart girlfriend, fiance, and then trying to put them ideals in place, but it not working and getting dragged in the rat race and bribing politicians and the different democratic parties all over Delhi. Um, going on to the lead guy, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was brilliant from, you know, just his emotions to the shots to when it was going close to him, it was going blurry. So you could see his mind sort of warping, and getting worse and worse to the point which we, we know what happens, you know, and, and he kills his master. Um, and then to see what he became, using what he'd learned, you know, normal. I've worked there. I've been to a meeting where an estate agent had a gun in his waist, right? And apparently he was related to me. Um, so it is, the, it is the Wild West over there. Um, and you have to play by the Wild West rules. If you play by Western rules, you're not getting any other. I, I thought it was a brilliant film. Um, he's eight and a half out of ten for me. Good review. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Really good, mate. Thank you for that. The reason I wanted to go to you first is really just to get your kind of take on it. You know, is it accurate? Does that happen? <clears throat> and uh, from what you were saying, you know, it, it was quite an accurate depiction of... Of, of society in, in India. Yeah, cultural norms and yeah. obviously, as I said, I've never, there, there are families like that, but, you know, probably maybe I would say 10 to 20% who, who treat the workers like that. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Mm. You know, um, the, 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 the film suggested... Well, it didn't suggest it. It made it clear that that the kind of those people who who have servants um, sometimes like would 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 kill them or, or or kill their families if the servants ever ever betrayed them. Is is that accurate? No, no, no. no. I mean, I think. Well, the thing is, these guys were were crooks, right? They mm. they were bribing officials. <clears throat> And that his right hand man was pretty much a gangster, wasn't he? So, you know, I mean, you were, you were, they weren't gangsters per se, but, you know, they were dodgy, real bad. So I see. So that family, that the, they are not a typical, like, upper class Indian oh, no. family. That's, that's not typically how. How um, the well-off treat the people who work? No, no, that was a well-off, corrupt family who, who do very bad things, and obviously they they exist, you know. Yeah. Okay. How would I? <clears throat> yeah, and a good point about the the actor, the lead actor. He was excellent. I thought really good. I don't know because I haven't really looked into it. Maybe others have. I don't know his his story. Is he a? Pro Sometimes they get amateurs, don't they? and cast amateurs um in in roles like this i don't know is is he a is he an established actor uh maybe someone else can does anyone happen to know the answer to that question 
No, no. Obviously, Priyanka Chopra is big name. She's married to Nick Jonas. I think she charges. Norm, I think this was a bit of an indie film. So, but normally she charges like something crazy. It's like fifteen. I think it's like two million quid a film or something. So, and it's established actor Dave. Right. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I thought, I thought he was very, very good. Um, okay, thanks, Amit. Dan, have you had time to reflect? Yeah, hit me in the uh, the sweet spot of sobriety right now before it all takes hold with these 7.4% meantime pale ales. Um, I put this on at 10 to 6 tonight and it had a 2 hour 15 minute running time so as a, by way of context I was conscious of the clock um, so there were if, I, the things I enjoyed about the film were the, the insight into the caste based society of India I think that's a fair representation I'm it's fleshed out on that um, and it's insofar as I understood it Um. But on the whole, I was quite disappointed, I think. I think I've just come from watching it within the last 15 minutes of the ending. And when he looked down the barrel of the camera at the very end and said what he said, my initial reaction, if you pardon my Francais, was, oh, fuck off, will you? Like that's how I felt just within the last half an hour. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the moral of the story was. I think it was massively disjointed. I think the script, I saw the trailer at lunchtime today and I was bang into it. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to make time to watch this. It's going to be great. And then within the first 15 minutes of the film, when the narrative started as him at the end, uh, it was it was him at the end of his journey where we pick it up at, at the, the finale of the film, writing his email to the Chinese premiere. I thought, okay, this is far more interesting than I'd even given it credit for on the trailer. And then it just kind of felt haphazard. Maybe that is because... It's a film, and then throughout the book, which is a New York Times bestseller, that is the way it tonally it's written. I don't know, but it kind of went into hit the narrative of him telling the Chinese premier about his life and then a background, and then it kind of dipped out. Um, because I was conscious of time and looking at the clock, it was about 56 minutes of background before it got to the point where he he got the gig as a driver, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. Um, I thought that was a bit too too much. Um, I think that um, I enjoyed the performance of the main actor. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I thought the the interactions with his sort of equivalent numbers in where he was living were great. I thought that the the interactions with his master, his words, not ours, were 
were awesome as well. Um, but I think the the key moments of the film, um, I mean, I'm totally spoiled it, but he kills his master. I think the key moments of that were glossed over. I think the crucial crux point in that they basically made him take the rap for it was was hastily put together and the only real retrospective view from him was where he was pacing around going i should have done this i should have done that and i don't know it it, it there was a lot of um what felt like pop psychology or pithy motivational statements that were just dropped in there at one point about two-thirds of the way through the film um even though he'd um got to be number one driver by ousting the muslim guy um then there was one line in it where the famous muslim poet said that um once you appreciate the beauty of the earth you'll be free from slavery that just got dropped in it was just pithy but contextually it didn't really it didn't really flow it didn't feel like it flowed to me there was a lot i have felt a lot of like oh come on like where's this going with the script and story arc i have no doubt that the book is incredible and i will probably watch it but i i, I often i often felt frustrated watching this film because my expectations were quite high um I'd give it six out of 10 on the basis of the performances alone at the behest of a better script. Thanks, mate. I agreed with a lot of what you said there. Um, but just remind me, you said the last scene really annoyed you. You said he looked into the camera and and said something. I, I don't think I can remember that scene. What 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 did he say exactly? I mean, I'd, it'd be remiss of me to try and quote it verbatim, given I'm three beers deep on seven point four percent. But it was, it was effectively. Remember where um, cinematographically, <laughs> um, there was the family picture of him with his family in the village back in the day, and it's like this is what an Indian family looked like. I think that what they were trying to do was replicate that with his team of white tiger drivers. He looked straight down the barrel and said something, and it was something um, like, I'm doing it on my own, or this is my new family, or whatever. And, you know, point being, he's made it himself. But I was two thirds of the film, you're, you're backing him and wanting him to be the hero. Then the last third, you're like, right, okay, what is the moral of this story here? Uh, I think at one point he said, um, the, the narrative said, you know, people of my level either become criminals or into politics and then it moves on. But when when he, I think it was too scant on what he became and because it started with that and ended with that and then it there wasn't that much about the, the journey to do that. Basically, he just ripped off his boss for two years salary and set up his own business. That's the crux of it. I left feeling, well, okay, whilst you're you're stuck in this caste-based system, yeah, I can appreciate that you're in the coop, as he called it. The way you the way you vent about things and driven to it, I think the 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 seminal moments of the film in that A he was getting fitted up and B he 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 did his master over were were too scant. 
there should have been more build up and there should have been more emotion. It was like, oh, that happened. Like in both occasions, it was like, oh, that happened. And then they moved on. Mm. So I, I felt, I felt hard done by as a viewer. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the moral of the story. You, you, you couldn't work it out. And I, neither could I, if I'm being honest. I mean, what did others take away from this? What, 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 what did they take away as the moral or the message? Um, when I've been to the burial estate, um, at the burial estate, Dave treats his servants much better than um, the uh, the the family in this in this film. When I visited it before, so that was something that I took away that he's a better he's a better master for some of his servants. Right. Thanks for that useful contribution, Henry. Why don't Why don't you go next? <laughs> <laughs> go on mate what what did you think of this henry oh me to go oh yeah so what i one thing i didn't know about this film was was he always naive um oh at the start was he naive was he going into it in the car space in the chicken coop um, or was he always wise to the fact that it was a bit of a con and he was being exploited? I did, that was one thing I've just I've thought about it when Dan was speaking before. I don't know whether he was always wise to the fact that um, uh, um, he's being exploited and he doesn't love his master. Like his internal thoughts, sometimes it sounded like he always knew it was uh, a con from the start and he had to get out of it some way. But putting that to one side, if we break the film into two parts, the first part being when he is under the, when he's naive and under the illusion that he wants to be a good servant. And the second part being when he doesn't want to be a good servant anymore and take advantage. Um, I really enjoyed the first part for the reasons that Dan and Amit have said. I enjoyed hearing about India and the caste system, seeing his village, um, the family structure and how it works. I love some of the shots of India. I thought some of the, the um, some of it looked beautiful, particularly when they were driving along the roads and showing you the scenes. And all the colours, despite the fact they're in squalor, the colour of their clothes I liked. Um, and I really enjoyed that part of the film. I loved all the build-up and the backstory. I know it was a bit long, like Dan said, but I liked that side of it. But then I thought the bit when he kind of went bad, depending whether you think it's bad or not, they did kind of, it was a bit unsatisfactory how the end how he actually got to where he was you didn't get a lot of detail on how that happened mm. i know they probably didn't have enough time for that in the film but that was a bit of a drawback for me i really enjoyed the first three quarters of the film and then just the last quarter i thought was um i could have done with a bit more info how he dragged himself up i know we know he bribed the police but that was basically all we knew um, 
I really enjoyed it. I'd love to read the book. I don't know what the book's like. I give it eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. On the, on the first three quarters, we're, we're much better than the last quarter, sort of thing. Yes. Do you think he was naive? Do you think he was naive from the, or do you think he always went into it thinking, "I'm smarter than all the other servants"? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he was. I think they were that horrible. Yeah. That it it just they just drove him mad. Whereas you know, other drivers are treated really well and nice and a part of the family. I think they were that horrible that he just lost it. And when we made him sign the the false confession, um, yeah, I think he was fed up of the system in the end and just needed a way out. And obviously, you know how he did that. So yeah. there was, you know, there was four hundred thousand pounds, or what was it, four million rupees, back of a car. <laughs> I think, you know? um, in terms of you know whether he whether he became wise to it. He was always quite savvy, wasn't he? Even from the very beginning, I thought he was. He had like uh, a certain savviness, a certain wiliness about him. <laughs> the way he got the job was quite wily, I thought, and the way he, yeah. the way he ousted the, the the driver number one, that was quite wily. So I think that's, that's also, what um, I mean, Dave. That's yeah. what I don't. I don't know whether he was always. He was always tongue in cheek, being the good servant, or whether he was really the being the good servant. I, I think know. he was moving to the big city as well. When when he got to Delhi, which is like London, and he learned all the tricks and how to make money on the side, selling the petrol and all that. It it showed you going from a village to 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 Delhi. You know, it's a fifteen million people metropolis. It's it's a huge huge city. Um, yeah. You've got to be cunning to survive there. Yeah, maybe it was deliberately ambiguous, you know. Um, yeah. As as to whether he he, he was he knew all along. Uh, but I I agree, Henry, that I would have liked more detail at the end. Like, how did he go from? It's it seemed very rushed at the end. You know, one minute he 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 murders his master, steals all the money, then the next minute. He's got this, you know, this business and he's a successful entrepreneur. And it seemed to jump. I would have liked to have known more about that, that part of his story. How did he get from A to B? Or maybe he couldn't even use it. He didn't know what a computer was. And then he's sending an email to the Chinese ambassador. (laughs) I was quite interested in that side of things, how he got himself, how he dragged himself up through society. But I know it was a long film anyway, wasn't it? So yeah, well, that's what annoyed me. That's what annoyed me about the ending. I mean, if if anyone thinks that they can get that close to the Chinese ambassador when they pop into India and just shake his hand and go, "Do you remember my email?" I mean, that was that was nonsensical in the extreme, and that was the climax. But no, but I think you saw when he actually spoke to the prime minister, he chatted some crap, and, and he just looked at him and went what are you on and walk past him because he did talk to him like, you know, an immature boy. And that maybe showed that, well, he's still got a lot to learn here, son. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to top and tail the film with that as a narrative and then to end it with him just popping up and wandering to the Chinese premiere when he's walking in and out of a hotel 
was was bizarre. It was it was utterly bizarre to me. Um, and, is that and, not the point that he, he has to end? That is, he has now got flawed morals to the point where he is completely deluded. He thinks he's a white tiger in the yeah. sense that, like, you know, of course, why would the Chinese ambassador listen to him? But it's created another monster, that vicious circle of what he's been through. Yeah. That's what I got yeah. from it. And like you were getting told that through the film anyway. So to finish it like that was probably quite important, I think. But you know what? There's there's a lot of currently there's a lot of ministers, so people in parliament who've got to where they've got to, uneducated, have committed murder, and they're currently, you know, members of parliament in India. Wow. So it is just, just want to go back to Matt. Um, I thought that was a really good point you made, Matt. Really interesting that he might have been kind of delusional and maybe a bit mad. I mean, let, let's, you know, let's face it. He, he, he murdered his um, his boss, didn't he? You know, um, he, he did kill him, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, so he, you know, he looked, he looked dead. He, it wasn't tomato ketchup, was it? <laughs> Yeah, so he's, um, I mean, no one's mentioned that, but I, I thought that was a pretty big deal. You know, are we, are we meant to like this guy who who, who murdered his, his master, who actually wasn't that bad? I, I know. Well, he, he was a stoner, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just wonder whether the protagonist was actually um, a psycho. <laughs> um, let's, Matt, Matt, why don't we go to you, Matt? That's what you thought. Uh just, just I know I came on a little bit late. I was just interested to see what did Amit think? What did you think about the death? What did you make of that? Where he killed him? What was your thoughts on that? Would something like that happen? Um, I'm saying it's probably happened before, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I might have done it if I was treated like that and I knew I was getting replaced and the guy who was nice to me is now a horrible fuck. You know, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I was when I did watch it. I mean, I did actually text uh, Amit because I thought it'd be, you know, I, I haven't been to India, so I couldn't really know the ins and outs of the culture. Obviously, know people who, who have, and I've known Amit for most of my life, so I know bits about it. But I was always quite shocked in, in how the film. I think that, you know, as been mentioned already, I was quite shocked in the social inequality of it. Uh, and, and it seems that a lot of the film, Indian films that are kind of obviously <clears throat> internationally marketed are, are the same, aren't they? Slumdog Millionaire, Lion is another one where a kid, you know, mm-hmm. they've got no sort of hope about or, sort of, uh, you know, where they're going to go in life. And it kind of, it seems a complete lottery, however, um, you know, I agree with some of the things here. Some of the aesthetics of the film were great. I was a bit like, when I seen it, it was, what was it, like two hours, 20, something like that. I was a bit, oh, hang on. But I actually did find myself pretty engrossed with it. Um, and I think I, when he did that, I, I was I was pretty shocked. Like, it did take me aback how brutal <laughs> the murdering was of it. But like we were saying, if this was another story of some someone you know, who was captured and being in the brutal regime and then they escaped it in like some heroic way. You'd, you'd be rooting for that person. However, this time you kind of like, 
because of the way it's told, you're like, wow, that was heavy, but like, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoned mad, but you kind of, you know, it's like, well, what do you expect, man? You've treated this guy so badly. You're going to create a monster. So it's like class inequality and not being kind to people has a knock-on effect that bad things manifest bad things. So essentially, I think that's the story it's trying to tell. And I don't think that's just an Indian story, is it? I think that's a story morally across the globe at the moment. So that's what I got from it. And I was quite, I didn't even see that coming either. But even when he put the glass thing, I was thinking, what's he doing with that? Do you know what I mean? What's this guy doing? And then so calculated what he did. And then he turned into this guy. So I do think he knew what he was doing. But then I think the delusion of the situation and and, and the climate of what happened to him um, and essentially, that's why the film is called what it is. So, um, yeah, I, I've no. I thought I, you know what? I haven't got much bad things to say about it. I mean, I like that. That's what I wanted to know. Whether it's, it's a little bit far fetched or or not. But no, as I think you might have missed the first few minutes of my review. But I said to the guys, it's it's pretty much on the button. But I would say maybe only five. It's like the people you get in your restaurants who always complain, act like billionaires and or go to the NHS and, you know, think think they're owed everything. It's about 5% of the population who would probably speak to the speak to the servants like that or, you know, the housemaids or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was and then they were a very corrupt, wrong family, you know. The guy killed his whole family in the village, 17 people. Um, so... Yeah, so it's an extreme. Yeah, but if you're looking at it from the film's perspective only, like if those think people were doing these things to him and doing these things to his family, you know, something's got to give at some point, and and yeah. you know, the person's gonna lose the plot. Look where he was living, and it's like, you know, I, I you know, fucking hate an inequality like that. And the way the world's set up, it's it is not good. Like, um, obviously, but I think it portrayed that really well. I think probably that was the point of it. Um, so I, I, I found it go on no I think it is a problem in India um, I've seen it firsthand where people speak to the you know the help like that so wrong and but you know we're brought up differently and so sometimes and but what are you going to do but yeah. yeah it is a problem there mm. yeah so I yeah, so no, I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Obviously, it was, I think, important to know the insights of it, isn't it? And if you have experienced that culture. So um, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, as a, as a watch, I'd say give it an, I think an eight, an eight's a fair um, mark. Thanks, Matt. I thought that was a really good point you made about how his masters almost, like they they turned him into a monster. You know, they, they mistreated him so badly, they almost dehumanized him. And so he, he, he then behaved, you know, terribly. I mean, well, I think it's a, it's a step further, Dave. It's not just his masters, it's a system. Yeah. But I, um, I spoke to my cousin in Delhi about it today, and he said, everyone's talking about this film. And so everyone's hoping that it is going to make some change. And the people who do speak to their servants, not with that severity, but, you know, 20% toned down to that, hopefully will learn and, and, and change. 
Yeah. When you said make a change there, just imagine the space of murders across India. <laughs> Copycat killers. Well, I, I, that is a good point, Danny, because I wondered about the messaging here. Like, what is, are they encouraging, you know, um, people, you know, maybe maybe the, 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 that class of people, the oppressed, to, to, to take the law into their own hands, you know, to, to take back the wealth. I mean, because on one view, that's that's what's being advocated in the film, right? Um, so I, I that really troubled me actually, and 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 then there was something else at the end which sounded a little bit like um, like a call to arms. I made a note of it. Yeah, I think I think he said what well, he did say because I made a note of it. He said, "White people are on the way out. The future belongs to brown people and yellow people." Um, I was at the stars. Was it? Yeah, yeah, he said it throughout the film. I saw it, yeah, I saw it at the end as well. It's because he's talking about China, um, the booming of China in the um, in the world, yeah, yeah, and it it made some comment about the US being finished as well. But it it did have a kind of revolutionary feel to it, this film, uh, you know, it, it depicted someone, let's face it, murdering somebody in cold blood uh, and, and, you know, stealing from them and then, and then, you know, going on to good things, you know, turning his life around for the better. And I just thought, is this, is maybe, maybe that's what the film, like I'm saying there though. So maybe it's been made for that, for, for the people to say like, look, corruption breeds corruption. So something needs to change in our society. So maybe it's sending that message that, this is fucked up. Let's do something about it. You know what I mean? And if you, if, you, if you park that bit about the high level kill your masters stuff, what I took from it a bit was if you just look at him and his family dynamic alone, aside from the murdering of whatever, the 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 sort of propensity to for for families to henpeck you and and just reinstill that there's a glass ceiling and you're coming back and you're having an arranged marriage and you're going to stay in your village, like the, the the lack of social mobility from the bottom up and that being instilled in culture and breaking free of that because he basically told his family to you know the exact same one, thing happened to the current prime minister Narendra Modi. I read his autobiography and. Um... At 14, they got him married and he ran off. He jumped on a train and ran off. Because yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you park the, the social panic of uh, or the moral panic potentially of everyone should have an uprising and kill their masters, forget that for a second. What, what I looked at it was, well, yeah, you should break free from the chains of your family paradigms and their expectations of, of you being limited to to stay in within your own sphere. Like I looked at that and and at that point where he basically went back to see his family after he'd made a success, quote unquote, of himself by being a driver for these um, affluent people. And he said, no, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to be like you, my brother, who I think the phrase he used was our mother's sucking the blood out of you. Like that in itself. At that point, I was like, "You're you're a hero here," and I'm I'm fully backing you. And then it went on to the the sort of I don't know, similarly 
um, modus operandi of battered wife syndrome, basically, where you, you just end up snapping and, and doing something ridiculous. Um, but with justification to a large extent. But so on a on a lower social scale, I was I was very into that. So if if anything, social mobility, if that if that's if that's part of the narrative in India now, I'd be well into it. Battered battered servant syndrome, I think you mean then. Yeah. I mean, if if they are still using phrases like master servant these days, then then certainly something's gotta change. Because more often than not. He was talking about India as the greatest democracy in the world, and that was definitely not what I was getting from uh, from any of that. And maybe that was heavily laced in irony or or sarcasm. I don't know. But like I said, I overall I I can't get the moral of the story whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, uh, Matty. Uh, I think I think you said eight, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, eight. Yeah. Great. Let's go to Ant Chow. What did you think of this, mate? Yeah, lads. Um, I watched it yesterday and I was in a bit of a rush. And when I sat down, I thought, I don't know whether I'm ready for this. I'd watched the trailer and I thought, this is one of those types of films where I'm really going to have to focus in and really get into the zone of it. But And you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, I did within, I think other people have alluded to it as well. The pace at the start, I loved it. I thought... I couldn't quite believe the the contrast within the settings, um, the social settings for 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 Balram was that his name. Um, so straight away, I was absolutely shocked at you know the extent of his, his his living habits. And at the start, I felt so sorry for him. And, and like a few others, it was almost like a rags to riches type story where I was really rooting for him. Um, but then I think Henry might have alluded to it as well in that middle section. I just felt it 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 dragged out a lot in that um to and throwing with the relationship he had with um Ashok. And throughout it, I couldn't quite work out where I stood. I couldn't work out whether I wanted them to do well or I wasn't into his morals. So I did find it quite hard, although I did enjoy it. I couldn't quite work out how I felt about him as a as a character, um, but then come the end, I, I I definitely made me my mind up. But I'll come to that in a minute. Um, yeah. So there was one scene though that I thought epitomised how great the casting was for him when um, they were basically framing framing him for that that accident. And he kind of was unsure as to what was going on around him. And I've been in situations like that before where inside you're absolutely gutted or upset, but you can't show it in your demeanour. And I thought his acting for that scene was was fantastic. And as some other people have said, he deserves to be hugely credited for, for his performance. Um, and again, you know, like some people have said towards the end, I didn't, when, he, when he'd finally seen off his master, I couldn't quite um, get into it. And I thought, oh, no, I, I don't like what you've become. Regardless of the the situations that had led him to that point, I, I'd lost touch with him as a character, considering at the start I wanted for him to do so well. Um, no, I, I didn't appreciate where he ended up. Uh, it was it was horrible. It was it's it's quite dark in 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 a sense of when you when you listen to the things that he was saying through the narrative throughout the film. Um, parts of it you do agree with it, but it, it was it was a, it was a dark it was a dark film, 
but unfortunately, you know, that's 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 just how it ended for him. But um there was one oh there was one scene, right? I hope somebody can explain this to me. Because I watched it and I thought, why has that just been put in there? I have no idea why that's there. There was a scene after um he just realized that his master might be replacing him. But then he went on a walk and then just sat and dropped his kecks with some some some, stra- some stranger. And I couldn't work out what that had anything to do. That whole... made no sense. That made no sense to me. <laughs> I was like, what? don't you do that all the time? No, I was, I was, all, I, I was, I'm... and I was like, was, it, was he taking a shit? So that's it again, again. I was thinking to myself, right, if he's having a shit, fair enough. But <laughs> it didn't make that obvious for me. I was a bit like, why has that just appeared in the middle of? And what's like, what? What was the what was the point of that in the film? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, but anyway, to to, to wrap up, because I, I don't want to cover what everybody said, I'd have loved to have had a bit more knowledge into how he got into the position he was at the end. I wanted to see how he infiltrated all his money to become so powerful. Um, so, yeah, that was a Could bit... You have, would, you have, would you have minded Ant skipping the scene about him doing a poo? And a bit more about him, how he made money Absolutely, at the end. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a couple of minutes of film there where they could have squeezed in a little bit more explanation. Squeeze with <laughs> without the pun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was left a bit disappointed really because I was I was rooting for him to begin with, and then when he he, oh, he just I just didn't like who he became because of the the result of how he was treated. But nevertheless, I just I didn't like him so. And the ending, just like some other people said, just pissed me off. I thought, well, I don't know what to take from you. Um, no, no. He was the good boss. And he was a nice person. You've seen the, like, um, when someone got killed in the street and he went and he looked after his family. No one else would have done that. Yeah. No, I couldn't tell <laughs> how I felt about him. But um, it was interesting. Like some people have said, I was, I was really shocked by the cultures and... Yeah, it was it was a good watch, but ultimately I'd probably leave it with a seven out of ten. Thanks, mate. Excellent review. Uh, seven. Okay, I liked your point about it being a dark film. It was actually a dark film, wasn't it? Almost, almost like a dark film disguised. Yeah. As a, you know, as 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 a maybe a more light-hearted film. It was in the scenes for me mostly where he was he was discussing his thoughts and his theons that I thought this guy you know he's he's he is on that he's teetering on the edge of becoming like like some of us have said a bit of a psycho and I I didn't like it um, so yeah okay thanks mate Harry sure um, I'll keep it brief and I won't go over everything that other people have said but I agree with most of everything that's been said so far. Um, I'm surprised Parasite hasn't been brought up yet, and I thought there were a load of parallels with the film, but I thought it just wasn't executed as as well as Parasite. So obviously the the class structure and struggles um, were apparent throughout the film, and then even the the struggles within the class when he ousts the first driver, that was very reminiscent of Parasite, where basically the the main family took over the jobs of the the other poor underclass. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know if they got most of their ideas from that, even though it was 
based on the book, obviously. So that's a completely non-point. So we'll forget about that. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It felt like, I've watched Parasite twice now and it was just a step too far for me. And it just seemed very similar to that. So Maybe the, maybe the book is based on Parasite. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years earlier. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've just had too many class struggle films recently. Um, thought you were going to say too many class A's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Um, not this but, yeah, I, I did like the rooster coop analogy. And I think any of us that are in paid employment and not self-employed can relate to that in a way. Um, and it was it was good commentary on not cl- well class struggle and just life in general. Um, I thought the killing of the master was pretty predictable, to be honest, unlike Parasite. And I, I felt the whole film lacked the, the suspense that Parasite had. Um, so it, it wasn't a classic for me. Um, I didn't like the way the flashbacks happened and it, the way it jumped around quite a lot. I thought it made it a bit disjointed, um, hard to follow in places. So, yeah, overall, I'm going to give it a seven. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good good um, reference uh, with Parasite. Did, did you say at one point that uh, people with salaried jobs uh, are basically well, I, the same as him? An extreme I'm not, example. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure your your job working as a solicitor in. <laughs> no, but I, I, I feel the frustration of not being able to get on and not being able to, what, what basically what the effort that you put in, sometimes you don't feel is adequately rewarded. Right. And I think... That's what he was getting at, that we're all happy just being stuck in our coop. And then in the Western world, it's working nine to five and receiving your wage in return. And there's no entrepreneurship. And I think to him breaking out of that, and to some extent to me breaking out of that, would be quite rewarding. Yeah. Harry, have you been to India before? No. No. Um, but I would like to go. It looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, that was going to be my question, actually. I mean, how, how many? I think Amit, you, Amit's definitely been. I don't know, Danny Blair. I imagine you've been. Have you? Yeah, I've been. I've been, but I've been to Goa, and it's it's not real India, to be honest. Um, I haven't been to the rest of India. I've been to Goa twice, and it's a, it's an ex-Portuguese colony, so it's a little bit different to the rest of India. But I suppose each area has got its own. It's own little hallmark. So it's definitely seen some of the culture goers a little bit like where the Indian people go for holidays within India. Down that coast, Goa, Kerala, uh, Karnataka. It's a beautiful coast. Um, so yeah, I, I can't I can't I'm not gonna tell lies and say I've been all over the Golden Triangle, but I've been to a small part of it a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, did anyone watch this film and come away from it thinking, oh, I really want to go to India or I really don't yeah. want to go to India. I mean, what, what, if anything, did people take away from this film? Yeah, it definitely made me want to go to India, but then I've had that predisposition anyway. Um, and then 
I, I was fascinated. I, I've, I've always been fascinated by India and then, you know, the, the wider... This is what I'm talking about, about, about this film being disjointed. They touched upon the wider narrative of China versus India being enslaved it by the British, for example, and then it never really went anywhere. But India's, India's got 1.1 billion people, which I didn't realise until today. Like yeah. I didn't realize the population was tipping a billion. Like that, that were that blew my mind a little. My head fell off there. That's it's all not sold down either. <laughs> well, if, if everyone's got ten or twenty kids and they don't care if one of them's been run over, I guess that's the trend they're going for. Um, but but I, I was I was flabbergasted by the fact that it's it's you know one point one one point two billion and it's it's not far off China's one point three one point four. Like I, I I seriously thought it was half the Chinese population. But yeah. I've only I've only been to Mumbai. I went. My then girlfriend sent me to a market to try and buy some tampons in this market, and it was just all the way like, from, oh, from England. Oh my god! It was just like, no, I was there. I was there anyway, and she was there, and it was just like the worst expedition I've ever been sent on in my life. Trying to explain to a lot of Indian people what I wanted—absolute nightmare. Sounds like a comedy. It was total, it was complete chaos in this market <laughs> and not the right place to buy tampons at all. National Van the Pumps Asian vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to watch it, lad. I'd pay to watch it. <laughs> oh. oh, I love it. Wow. Uh, okay, on that note, let's go to Danny. Danny, what did you think of this, man? Yeah, apologies for being late, guys. It's, Little bit of little bit of troubling where um, so there's a chance I might I might go over a few points that some people are, uh, already have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you start, I like I like these films where you don't know anything about them. I've, I've often had my best cinematic experiences when you haven't read the blurb, no one's told you about it, and someone's just gone watch that. Um, sometimes you can build it up too much, or you can you can have preconceived ideas. Um, but, but there was just nothing at all and I think when this film started that first scene um, I jumped to the conclusion I didn't think that he was a slave I thought uh, a servant sorry I thought that he was going to his own wedding that was my my conclusion he had a cake with him he was dressed up I thought he was going to his own wedding I didn't I didn't put two and two together to think what that was and that instantly that, that first scene of, of him getting in the car and rushing through and having the cake and, and then you know, you don't see the you don't see the the crash happen, but you know, you get that moment. And I thought that was a brilliant start to a film. It really did. It's like, okay, well, we're gonna go back to that point, but how do we get there? And then it goes back and it it, it builds the narrative. Um, and obviously in the first sort of 15 minutes, maybe even less, you've got that moment in school where he stands up and he, the, the teacher's asking the kids to read and teacher in class says he stands up and reads in perfect English and he tells them that he's the once in a generation guy the white tiger and we're going to send you to this school in Delhi and you're thinking okay how's this going to go now he's obviously going to let he's going to he's going to do it and then it's all shattered and you feel his pain you really do feel his pain and and for me that was the first of these crossroad moments in this film you know you know he's going on a certain path you can feel going with him I think deep down from being a kid, and most kids are, and I think even being adults, 
he's, he's not a he's not a horrible person. I know people are judging a lot, but these crossroad moments that you see in the film, and this being the first one, you know, you're not going, you're not going to the school, you're making tea, and you can just when he sits down and starts breaking the charcoal, you're like, oh god, like you just you thought, you know, that was your ticket out of here. And I think that's fueled his desperation, the fact that he thought he was doing it, he thought he was going out there. Then you've got this ceremonial effort of the, the family coming to the village and and that was what another part of the film that really touched me because the caste system in India is never spoken about. You know, we talk about like we talk about, about like the racial oppression of, of black people, or we talk about the racial oppression, oppression of Jewish people, or, or things like that. People don't really talk from what I hear enough, I don't feel on how, how sort of racist the caste system is because because it, it and I, I know that they're obviously not different races of people but I can't think of another term for it you know saying well you're in that you're in that class of people because of basically the colour of your skin which is what it is you're a bit lighter so you're you're in a higher caste you're a bit lower and caste was obviously the term caste so when you see this type of thing happening and you see them speaking, oh, what cast are you in when he first starts driving? It's really horrible, like. It's really, really horrible in that sense of hopelessness, that sense of, oh, well, I was born into this family, so this is me. Even from the family, it's not like it's not like people are trying to protest against it or march. The caste system is in place and has been for so long because the people who are in the lower caste are upholding you know, they they spoke about the they spoke. There was a moment where he said, um, "It's preposterous." Um, you've got servants taking, um, like you know, hundreds of thousands of rupees um, between two people, and they would never steal it. And then he gave the chicken coop analogy, um, you know, because they've got this willingness to save, and that was the that was the setup. That was a setup for the film. He wants to get his angle and get into the family. I think I understood the love affair with a shock, but maybe it was shoehorned into the story a little bit to try and, you know, I don't know whether he's written the end bit first and then he's come back to the start to have this moment where a shock gets out the car. I mean, you can sort of understand it because if he's looking to, to break the social norms of India, then he's going to look towards, you know, that's, that's quite a Western idea. And he's going to look towards the more Western of the family because maybe he feels like he'll understand where he's come from. Maybe he'll understand, um, you know, that he does want to, want to break free. And, and his his suspicions were right. He ended up he ended up, you know, speaking to Ashok and his wife. Can't remember his name. She's gorgeous though, and she was mm-hmm. boss as well. Love love the feisty ones. Um, he ended up speaking to them, and he ended up drawing some sort of courage or parallel or maybe drawing some sort of um, personality or willingness to break free from it. From then and especially his wife as well, that whole breakdown of their relationship and the change in Ashok was quite disappointed. I thought he was all right, um, but he really changed after that. And the moments in the film when they framed them, I know people have mentioned it, was just sickening it was absolutely sickening um, and that was something that I would imagine can happen and would happen uh, just you know these people who've got lots of money using people who haven't got loads of money and just saying this is what's happening no one's going to believe you over us and that's the end of the story really 
And I felt like that was another one of these crossroad moments. A major one. I think that's been the one where he's really started to turn to think, hang on, you know, I want to save these people. I don't mind massaging the legs while they've got the the, 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 the foot on my shoulder. But, but you know, I, I did my part. I cleaned the car. I said nothing. I kept my mouth shut. And I just didn't expect them to, to disrespect me in that way. You know, all the other disrespect he's had, all the other disrespect he could handle, but I think it was a bridge too far for him. And I feel like that that was the, well, not really the straw that broke the camel's back. It was like, to, for a, it's because Shannon's not here, it was like the log that broke the, the, the Indian elephant's back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I feel like that was, that was a, a big point in the film, really. So, yeah, after that, I, I agree with uh, with Harry. I felt like the murder was predictable. And the fact he was wanted for murder on these posters, you know, I, I knew that was probably... I didn't, I didn't know whether that was the family or not when we brought that out. But then as soon as he started coveting the bag, um, I knew then, I knew that it was going to work. Sorry. Yeah, as soon as he started coveting the bag that he'd been given bribes in, I knew that, I knew that that was the road he was going towards. After that, I was mildly disappointed with the film. I did enjoy the White Tiger drivers and I did enjoy the fact that he'd sort of come to the end of it. But I wasn't, I was a little bit disappointed with, I don't know, I, 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 I've started to think like Shannon now and I'm sort of thinking, you know, unlike its name, this film didn't have the bite that I was expecting. <laughs> I was thinking at the end, it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't give me that final satisfaction that I wanted. Um, although up to then I did like it, and, I, and I, 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 like you guys, I didn't know how I felt. I enjoyed the fact that he was breaking the societal norms. I enjoyed the fact he was coming up with some sort of like, almost like a modern cooperative, even though it wasn't, okay, it wasn't a cooperative in Western standards, as we think of it, like you see it, Spain and South America these days that are really progressive employments where employees are part of the um, of the culture, almost like John Lewis with partners rather than employees. But it was for forward thinking for India where they were just treating their employees with respect and treating them with, um, you know, giving them contracts and looking after them. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, the only other comments I want to make is I loved the great socialist. Um, I don't know a name, just bribing all the all the, the 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 gangsters for want of a better word. I loved that, you know, coming in and just playing the law down. She's she's upheld in high regard, and she's just coming in saying, "Get that money paid," or that's or it's not happening. That pure socialism, like Robin Hood, really. Um, and I enjoyed that part of it as well. So I. I I was left with an overall feeling of dissatisfaction because of the sort of after after when he murdered them, I knew it was what was going to happen, and then it sort of petered out a little bit. Um, so I'm going to give it, I'll probably give it a seven, give it a seven out of ten. And the fact that I did enjoy it, the wife just blew out in the background there. She's just gone, what are you giving it, Claire? <laughs> I'm going to say about six and a half. Six and a half, she's a half. Yeah, I was about to say generous. That was generous, seven, love, considering what you said. It's it's because okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say it like this: seventy percent of the film is boss. That's why I'm giving it a seven. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't the film about the ending? Yeah, yeah. Don't, and what is this? Changing marks again? Shannon's not even here, and I'm getting railroaded. Get, well, you know someone, what? someone's got to be Shannon in his absence, right? Do, do you know what? Do you know what? Right? I actually agree with you, and I'm going to give it a six now. <laughs> yeah, like. even though it makes me look weak, I actually agree with you. Yeah, the ending's a big part of the film. 
and, and I'm going to give it a six because a seven probably is too generous. So sad. Shannon may not be here, Danny, but you have delivered on the on the metaphors this week. Boss, boss, <laughs> got to. Uh, I think the tiger, the tiger having bite was my favourite. There, it's that one, yeah. I prefer, well I prefer the log, the log that broke the elephant's back. <laughs> Just tell Shannon not to come back next week, like, We don't need him. I hope he's listening. We love you, Shannon. Uh, okay, lads, I will go last. I thought this was um, basically a ripoff of Slumdog Millionaire. I, I don't know whether the book, I don't know whether the book was written before Slumdog Millionaire, but I just felt like I was watching the same film. Really, it was like a, you know, a, a tale of class inequality, the haves and the have-nots, rags to riches, bit of crime, bit of corruption. Just felt like I'd seen it all before. It was ent- it was entertaining. Uh, it was colourful. It was vibrant. I thought it had good energy, and it did kind of transport me to to India. And like others, I I really would like to go to India. And um, the reason for that is because a few years ago, well, many years ago now, I read a book called Shantaram. I don't know if anyone's read that. It's really excellent. Yes, yes, and yes. It's set in uh, what was then Bombay, now Mumbai, and I read it, and it just just kind of encapsulated the city and I thought wow I've got to go to India and this film I thought did something similar so uh, I like that I liked I, I really liked the scene where, where he was driving Ashok and Pinky to like his his hometown and he, and he was teasing them he was saying that's the holy tree and you know it was like <laughs> yeah. uh, that that had me laughing out loud so I like those things. I didn't like, didn't like the. Um, how can I put this? It was a bit, a bit of an anticlimax for me. It didn't quite live up to the billing, and by that I mean uh, the trailer. I thought the trailer kind of promised more, uh, overpromised, and the film underdelivered. As we've discussed, I wasn't really into the moral or the message of the film. Uh, as far as I could tell, the, the, the moral of the message was, um, you know, it's fine. If, if, if you're treated badly, just, you know, just murder someone and steal all their money. That's all right. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's, you know, it's not all right. And I, th- I, th- I thought, I, I, I couldn't really understand what we were meant to think about the, 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 the protagonist. Were we meant to sympathise with him? Were we meant to like him? Were we meant to think he was, a, you know, a psycho? I just... It just wasn't clear to me that the, the film's messaging, and maybe it was deliberate. Maybe it was deliberately ambiguous. But I, I'm, uh, I like a bit more clarity in my films. Uh, but look, entertaining. I'll give it a, a seven, seven out of ten. I'll just work out the average, the average score. Just then, quickly for 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 anyone that has been to India, and I'm, I'm a, I missed most of the first bit, so. Have you been to India loads of times, or have you got what's the the connection? Yeah, yeah. Um, I lived there for six months. I think I must okay. have been there about eight times. Yeah, and, and that's Delhi, where the film was mainly shot as well. So, but yeah, much of it is true. Obviously, you know, as as Faz, Faz asked me this Monday night, he was in shock after seeing it as well. But uh, you know. Uh, the rich family were a horrible family. Not everyone's like that. But um, there are certain percentages of people who definitely don't talk 
to the help very well at all. Hopefully they'll have learned from this film, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but one yeah. of the things that I that I I got from I'd never thought of when I've been to India is when they saw about the willingness to save. And when he's all when they're offering his wages and he says, Oh no, I don't want any wages, just just enough to be your driver. And then they say a number and he says, No, no, that's too much. I don't need that much. You know, that's I like know, yeah, I don't know who would say that. They're, they're always asking for pay rises and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but I remember I remember getting like really pally with a taxi driver, and obviously, you know, I was a bit younger, so you start to think, oh yeah, you know, it's like when you hear of people going the strippers and they say, Oh no, she really she really likes me, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> You know, that's like, no, no, she really loves me. Like, she really does. We should be connected and all that. And that's what I felt like with the taxi drivers in India, where I was like, no, no, they, they, they really do want to be my mate. They you really want to be asking them, what, have you been busy and all that? Is that what you were saying? Being busy, mate. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to save them. Trying to save them, yeah. We, we, I mean, we went to one of the taxi drivers' houses, and, and he, he, his family fed us and that. I'll never forget him, Glenn. His <laughs> name was Glenn. Um, he had Prince Raju on the back of his taxi and he was in Goa outside the, uh, the hotel. Glenn, if you're listening, I love you. I still love you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to come back and find you one day. Um, I'll the internet there. <laughs> oh, Dan. Yeah. We'll have to I, mean, I don't know. I think it's a weird place. Like People with no money are like okay. ha- are happy as Larry. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but the, the other thing that I, that that it, it unlocked for me was me and Claire always say that like uh, well in Shantaram in Shantaram the book it talks about mm. how adolescents Indian boys are like so embarrassed to talk about sex and that you know like think about what we were like in that and it, and it's all and it's all a bit like oh you know whatever and all that and we're all like trying to act hard and we're about fifteen but they're so like you know. When you're there, they, 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 they almost go like red if there's any mention of it. And, and when when the taxi drivers were all bantering with each other, and, and I think what, at one point he shouted, I'll loop you up, was one of the shouts in it. I remember thinking to myself, it's breaking all the all the all my little uh, things in my head that I had of like Indian fellas being a little bit embarrassed to talk about sex, um, which which obviously they're not going to be the same as in front of like, say, like my wife or girlfriend when you're there as when they are with the lads. So yeah, that was a little bit of an, uh, a myth shatterer for me. Part of me thought it was bad between the master and, and, um, and Baum. I thought them like at times, like there was a vibe going on between them two. Like, and I, it was a complete misdirection and misnomer on my part, but, I was like, oh, the, the, like he's caring for him so much. Is 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 there something going on with him? Because he was refusing the arranged marriages and stuff. And I thought it was going down that road, but that could have just been two seven point four percent beers talking there. <laughs> I don't think anyone else saw that. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay to be nice to another guy. It doesn't necessarily mean. <laughs> You want to have maybe, sex maybe, I've just watched, maybe I've just watched too much It's a Sin lately, you never know. Uh, right, uh, average score 7.3. Critics, um, Rotten Tomatoes 91%, Empire 4 stars, IMDb 7.2, so similar to us. What's, what's above and below it in our list then? Well, X Machine is above it. 
I'm glad I probably would not have watched it so it was a good pick to Kieran if you're listening well, no, Kieran didn't pick it sorry I picked it Yeah, you, uh, Kieran picked last week's film Uncle Buck and Uncle Buck oh, okay, that, that makes more sense yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncle Buck got 7.4 so it's not quite as good as Uncle Buck jeez <laughs> The scores are a bit weird, aren't they? Uncle Buck was better rated better than this. Sure. It's weird. It's weird. I feel like it's a spew. Do you know what? That's my mark. That that's that's you squirming your way into my head. I've <laughs> now I've I've now watched Uncle Buck and I did quite enjoy Uncle Buck. <laughs> I'll just right do next, next week's film. We've got a few in the pot. If anyone hasn't sent me a film, send me a film. Uh, it has to be on Netflix or Prime. Pref- well, uh, it, um, we don't uh, free. You know, it's, we don't want to pay for it. Yes, we're, we're all cheap. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, Donny Brasco, Netflix. Get in. Oh, yeah. Get in. Yeah. Who picked that? Who picked that? That is from Ben, uh, who, who doesn't come often. <laughs> Uh, it's still on there. Just checked. Still on there. Yeah. Oh, get in. Do you know what? I, I could do that now. I could do the pod <laughs> on that now. Uh, it's so boss. I, well, I don't want to plug, but in um, I play in a band and we've got a song called Fugazi Breathing um, and a video we're putting together now is excerpt from gangster films and the start of it is Donnie Brasco where he, where he shows him the diamond on the jewelry. He's like, it's a Fugazi. Just boss, lad. <laughs> I can't wait to have 25 minutes just going, forget about it in different ways. Speaking of your de- of your band, Danny, um, you sent me your song, uh, your, your most recent one. Remind me what that's called again. Feed Into You. Available Feed Into YouTube. You. Yeah. And I, I, you're, you're not in the, the Film Club WhatsApp group because you, you left it. Um, but I put it on the on the group and it was uh, very well received, mate. Get yeah. it, mate. Get it. Right. We're all we're all gonna come to your, your next gig whenever that may yeah. be. Yeah, as soon as it's as soon as it's allowed, we'll be doing it. And um we, we I wanna put that out onto Spotify straight away. Um but the lads wanna make it a five track EP. We've got five tracks ready to go all brand new. So yeah, it's exciting, like keep keep your eyes out. You know the singer is that that's not Mick Ferrest, is it? It is Mick Ferrest. Thought so. <laughs> Did you recognise the voice or the the hockey? Just looks? you know, he, he he frequents likes to frequent a few bars. Put it that way, good lad. He's a good egg. Yeah. Have a look at have a look at Tarpley Village Hall as a venue for your first game. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't rule anywhere else. We've been looking at 10th Street Social, but if anyone's, if I, I mean, we're, we're just going to go to the first place that's open because the pressure release. Of people wanting creative output slash input is going to be big, so we can't wait to be part of it. And if anyone's been to see us before, now last uh, incar- incantation, is that a word? Incarnation, sorry. Um, we sweat, we sweat and have a boss time, and, and I think that just makes everyone else sweat and have a boss time as well. So get involved. I tell you, who does sweat a lot or did sweat a lot before they disbanded. The lead singer of the Augustines. Have you ever seen them, Harry? We went to see them, didn't we? That was a yeah, great Manchester. Manchester Cathedral. What a game! Really? 
What good, are they like? Yeah. What's the vibe? Are they a bit like um... They're very good, mate. They're kind yeah. of uh, a bit kind of Springsteen-y. Um, yeah. Star heavy. Yeah. They they were called We yeah. Are We Are Augustines. Then they changed their name to Augustines. And they've disbanded sadly, but they're, they're excellent. Yes. Yeah, so actually that that works that works quite well because we're now on the recommendation segment and we're now doing music. So that's that's my tip, Augustines. I, I can recommend a film as well. Faye and I watched a new Netflix film called The Dig, based upon a true story. Um, it's got Ralph Fiennes in it and uh, Kerry Mulligan, and it's a it's a really nice kind of Sunday evening film. Really well made, beautifully shot, uh, quite heartwarming. I- I'd recommend it. The Dig. Seen it come off. I'm 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 watching the um, the final series of Vikings. I mean, I think Vikings went too long. Uh, but I'm going to finish it, and it is quite good. Is that on Prime? It's on Prime. Yeah, I've seen a few seasons. It's a bit uh, violent for you, maybe. No, no, I, I, I like I like violence, and, and the women are all very attractive, aren't they? There's loads of attractive women there, loads of gratuitous sex. Our cats are called Ragnar and Lagatha, Henry. <laughs> On, on, on when the opposite, when you're late, our cats Ragnar and Lagatha after Vikings. Very good, very good. They're not the brother... acts of sexual violence there. Oh, yeah, the brother and sister, which is weird. It, it, my other half named them, whereas Ragnar and Lagatha. Georgia. <laughs> Remember them? Yeah. <laughs> has Has anybody watched um, that thing I recommended, Subora, the Italian crime drama? No. Yeah, we're, we're nearly at the end of the first season. It is excellent. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure because I, I said that I'd watched it last week and we'd only watched a couple of episodes and I wasn't sure it was living up to the hype of Fowler, which you uh, put it on a par with, David. But yeah, it's definitely getting there. It was I just thought it warmed up nicely. It was uh, Gamora. Is it a bit different or...? I haven't seen that. It's 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 very similar to Gamora, but but um, Gamora's set in Naples, isn't it? Whereas this is in Rome, so it's a little bit more sophisticated because it kind of involves, okay. it involves politics and the Vatican. But it's, right. it's okay, cool. It's, it also involves the mafia. It's it's good. Um, I might sell that then. Did anyone watch watch that um, Rose Island, which is which involves the Vatican as well and Italy? That's that's a Netflix film. It's worth it. I keep it's on my list, Danny. Um, maybe this weekend we'll watch it. It's worth it, you know. You like it? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going through a phase of watching a lot of stand up on Netflix because there's masses of it on there, and I love my American stand ups. But like Richard Pryor's on there, and is and it? loads of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Richard Pryor is is on there um but i'd highly recommend a more modern twist uh, a geezer called rory scovel and it's called rory scovel tries stand-up for the first time which is a complete misnomer he's been a stand-up for years but it was produced by jack white and i i just happened across it and i thought it was some kind of spoof documentary to start with with the intro and that but actually no it it's um it's a bit of a set piece first five minutes to start it so rory scoville tries stand up for the first time is well worth a watch it's hilarious 
And then Norm MacDonald, who used to present Saturday Night Live in the early 90s, he's he's the stand-up stand-up in America. His, his, um, his special on Netflix is called, um, I think it's called Hitler's Dog Gossip and Trickery. So Rory Scovel and Norm MacDonald stand up on Netflix, watch them both have a laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm done with watching anything serious at the minute, given the state of the world. I need some absurdity. Is he a bit spicy? Is he that Scoville? Sorry? Is he a bit spicy? Is he? I don't, what, what do you mean by spicy? His joke, his name's Scoville. His name's Scoville Units is the, uh, is oh, the, is the bigot of how hot sillies are. Sorry. Forget it. Forget it. You're, you're far too intelligent for me, Danny. Harry, Harry was <laughs> onto it. Harry was onto it. Like yeah, Flash. Sorry, Sage. Um, I actually we watched the documentary. Actually, I think it was on Netflix about people trying to eat the hottest chili peppers in the world. Um, yeah, was, I saw that. I yeah, saw yeah. that. That's decent. It's, That's it's, where I learned it. It's a, yeah. Isn't that a series about mad challenges? Like, it is. like, it is actually, yeah, there's a whole series of different yeah. stuff. I can't remember it is, what it's called. What it's called. There was one. Um, there was one about the cheese rolling race and shit. That, that was it, yeah. That yeah, was the trailer that. I saw. Yeah, That's that was it. the trailer I saw with the with the champion cheese roller girl who just oh, went off, went, on, went, went yeah. and did the, um, the cheese rolling thing on a come down and, yeah. <laughs> and beat the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> was that the girl who's got like the record champion? She won it like three times and just bombed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dislocated her shoulder about five times. Her shoulder looks like a triangle these days. Yeah. It's worth watching that. <laughs> uh, lads, I've just seen the time, and you will recall that I was trying to um, <laughs> to, to kind of trim down Film Club because uh, I thought we were getting a bit flabby. So, uh, unless anyone has anything else to recommend, uh, yeah, I do have something quick. Just uh, it's a bit off piece. So, uh, what? And it's not Netflix or thing. Just have a look at Cares on Cinema. On I know it's ten pound a film, right? But every single film on there is a blinder at the moment. And there's one called Assassins on there, which is a documentary about where they killed um, King, the North Korean's brother in the airport. Looks epic. So there's that one. Have a look. A tenner for a documentary. Well, it's like they're on. It's called on and on and on, or in and on. So it's, they would be on cinema now, but they're on cares on cinema. So you pay. Well, well, where's that? Has it's on, on there. Cares on cinema. It's brilliant. But it on uh, on just on your TV. Edit, edit this out, but cares on cinema. It's all over the dodgy boxes, lads. Don't need to pay a tenner for each one. <laughs> well, cares on cinema will be on there. Yeah, be on the dodgy yeah, box all day. Yeah, but, you later. Know, <laughs> yeah, you could get oh, it. I, I but yeah, brilliant, brilliant app. Some of the films look brilliant. That was okay. it. Boss. Uh, right. Well, on that note, dodgy boxes. Uh, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say, say good night, lads. Nice to see you all. Bye, hey, boys. Yes. Good night.